People would get, you think people want to listen to us for six straight hours? Yes. No, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Shit. (laughs) You scary laugher. There was the clap. Although it doesn't really stand out because I was yelling. (laughs) It just looks like you're killing fruit flies. He might be killing fruit flies. Yeah, maybe it's not a, a sinking clap at all. It's just a for sinking clap flies. at all. How are my levels, Benji? Ooh, are we gonna talk like this? We can be sexual. Is this sexual or creepy? <laughs> <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both, depending on us. who you are. Dear listener. Are you a good witch or a bad bitch? Bad bitch, bad bitch. I've been a rebel all my life. We will not remain hidden figures. We have names. Oh, if it's naughty to rule your lips, take your shoulders, take your hips, and let a lady confess I want to be there. I didn't kid you, did I? Well, now you know. Ooh. So, I don't know if you can tell, but we are using new microphones today. Well... One of them is the same mic, but now we have two, so we each have our own individual mic. So hopefully it sounds a little bit more profesh. Yeah, fingers crossed, because you listeners, you helped us get this mic, so thank you. Ta-da! It's all with the aim of bringing you a better show. Better quality, better everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, my brain just stopped. Well, it is 94 degrees It's fucking hot. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Any who's it. Hi. Hi. Hannah, you're so far away from me now. I know. It's I still weird. see your face really great, though. Oh, good. Which is the good. We have pop screens in front of our microphones now, too. It's crazy. So hopefully our plosive sounds don't sound as plosive-y and, and perpetually Echoey? puffing in your... Mm-hmm eardrums oh i i didn't catch on to the alliteration that you were attempting i was trying to think of because there's puh and buh are like the biggest plosive like the bilabial plosive sound oh of course as i knew already yeah yeah wow i have a master's degree oh (laughs) i had to take a lot of voice classes and learn about the where things are in the mouth and and like and uh, and um, duh are also plosives. It has to do when two things come together and release to make the sound. So like puh, buh, tuh, duh. You know, k, g. That's pretty cool. Those are plosive sounds. Like So like bilabial plosive is the puh and buh because it's with your lips. And then and then uh, it's it's the alveolar plosive, I believe. I don't, I don't know if it counts as dental or alveolar. The, the t and duh. It's voiced and unvoiced. They're the same sound, but with vocalization it's duh and then without it's t and and then k and g those so, are velar plosives this is our new linguistics podcast <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that we changed it up while changed you were sleeping up the format yeah. welcome this is Catherine fitzmorris voice work 101 <laughs> jesus i hope not because <laughs> i did all this research today and i don't want to abandon it now well, all right, then. I suppose then we should transition and say hi. Hi. Welcome to Good Witches, Bad Bitches. Hell yeah. This I'm is, Hannah. I'm Deanna. Hell yeah. How you doing, guys? We can't hear you. Hey, Deanna. <laughs> What's up? What's our podcast about? Our podcast is about ladies who have done stuff, cool and not cool, but usually noteworthy. Usually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the, this much. planet Earth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Any time since the creation or existence, creation, that's very, existence (laughs) of humanity. Ever since Australopithecus afarensis took form as Homo sapiens. (laughs) That's our podcast. Welcome to Anthropology 101. (laughs) My God. Do you guys want to take college classes with us? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, welcome to Melty Brains. Yes, we're um, your hosts. Yeah, we're your hosts at Melty Brains. Um, it is really fucking hot in New York this weekend. Uh, summer has hit us full force, and we are melting. Yeah. The the studio right now. We put all the curtains up. 
and to block any natural sunlight. And we put a blanket up over the doorway to keep in any AC that we had on, but we had to turn off for the sake of sound. Yeah. And already we're sweating. And what were we doing in the heat yesterday? Oh, we were marching. Hell, yeah, we, we were. We went to the family's Belong Together March. Mm-hmm. We walked all across that Brooklyn Bridge. In like 90 in, degree in weather. 90 degree <laughs> heat with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And it was fucking great. It was it was really cool. It's, yeah. I mean, we're, we're recording this right after, I think, one of like... One of the worst weeks in the current administration's um, tenure. Yeah, June was a pretty terrible month. And this week was like the worst week of the worst month of 45's presidency. I almost said pregnancy. Pregnancy. (laughs) Donald Trump's pregnancy. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, But yeah, it's, I don't know. There's like so much to talk about that obviously we, we shouldn't necessarily like take too much time to to jump into but all of you know what's going on if you listen to this podcast my guess is that you are pretty up to up to date on the note on the nose on the beat on the pulse with what's happening so we don't need to tell you because it just makes you mad but this this march was really inspiring and you know i was saying to hannah like i know i know that we live in a bubble being in new york and and so sometimes it's hard I feel spoiled being around so many like-minded people. Yeah. Um, but was I was feeling super beaten down this week by everything. Oh, I was God. super excited about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, win in the primaries. I was really happy. Like, I sent in my ballot for the primaries. Um, and I was, like, keeping track of everything. And I was, I was really happy about all of it and felt really hopeful. And then Justice Kennedy announced his retirement. And I was like, Jesus, fuck. God damn it. I can't have any moment of like, oh, yeah. but but hello. But um, <laughs> but yesterday kind of reinvigorated. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can probably yeah. say the same thing. That sense of like, oh, thank God there are people with consciences and and a desire to understand other people who aren't like them and and treat them as human beings and not less than human. I think, yeah, what's really been so scary to me especially recently but i mean ever ever since ever since trump was elected um is is the fact that so many people have have grown up with this fear and that fear has turned to a very extreme and irrational hatred and things like fox news just they just they exacerbate it. That, they yeah. fuel that. And, and people don't realize that that's what... I mean, Fox News is categorized as an entertainment program. It's not categorized as news no. for a reason. And they're, what's their... Uh, no, they, they took it away. Their slogan of fair and balanced. They don't use that slogan anymore. Because, yeah, <laughs> because, because they can't. Well, they can lie, yeah. but they, they do seem to... And I just... It, it drives me insane that... They've somehow managed to create this. I mean, they're a propaganda machine is what they are. And they've managed to create this in, in bubble for people who watch Fox News and only Fox mm-hmm. News to think that literally everything else is a conspiracy or fake. And that people who are doing honest reporting are some they have they just get it in their minds that there's a conspiracy theory that against Donald Trump, because why? what why because it behooves the the fear machine and that's what i mean is it's like fear fear breeds all of these this irrational hatred and irrational you know uh, um perceptions of what's going on and 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 immigration and blah 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 it's just it's really scary and so for instance i was looking through twitter um before the rally and i i was just i for some reason i decided to look through the hashtag abolish ICE because that's been kind of a rallying cry of the Democrats recently, especially because like ICE was something that came about in the aftermath of 9-11. It's not something that we have always had. And a lot of people don't realize that. So yeah, they when think it's been around since the inception of the country, which yeah. makes no sense. It, it, <laughs> exactly. So it came about in, in the aftermath of 9-11. And and so I was looking at the abolish ICE um, tag on Twitter, and it was mostly not Democrats, but Republicans saying, 
I love that Democrats are saying abolish ICE because it makes them look like lunatics and they should run on that platform because they're going to lose all their voters because people are so terrified of the quote, you know, scary immigrants bleeding into the country, blah, 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 blah. And it's really sad because that isn't our reality, but they have been convinced that it is our reality. And it's amazing how short their memory is and how racist it is, but oh, I just hit the table. Um, because, like, what well, we were talking about this yesterday, white people in this country are immigrants. Yeah, we none they, of us were here. Not were, white people. Not white people. There's only there's only one minority of people that is, can be broken up into a million different subcategories, but only Native Americans are able to say that they did not immigrate to this country. And I mean, even so, it was like um, the first people into North America way back, way back, way back when came over the the Russian Peninsula or whatever back in the day. So like this entire continent at some point was uninhabited by humans. Yeah. Uh, but like, obviously, if you Americans want to get, yeah, got here like thousands and thousands and thousands of years before yeah. before anybody else. But like, it's just incredible to me but then how how um how hypocritical it is because of course they don't mean european immigrants not really i mean no. western european immigrants i guess or eastern european immigrants when we look at our first lady mm -hmm. hello she's oh, an immigrant what the fuck oh but she came over here yeah no what the fuck ever yeah she came over here legally for work sure but 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 what yeah. makes her any different from no, I know, and that's and that's exactly it. Is that's the fear aspect is pertinent because it is race based fear, and we we find lots of different euphemisms to to make it seem like that's not actually what's going on. But that's all that's going on. That's all that's happening is is racism, and that's so. I guess to somehow bring labeling in, people as criminals when all they're doing is coming up and going, "Hi, I'm trying to escape violence. Yeah, help me. Yeah, that's not a crime to ask for. Right." To, like, to, to, yeah. Bring it back. To bring it back to the rally yesterday. It was just, it was really nice to see, not just in New York, but in, what was it, 773 cities across the U.S. 700, like almost 800 cities. I think it was 773. I believe that's the right number. But yeah, almost 800 cities. It was just like, okay, we're, this isn't, this isn't representative of America. That way of thinking is not how everybody thinks or feels and it feels nice to they're know a very vocal minority they're a very vocal minority i mean slim minority at this point which but is really being, upsetting but, but they're being strengthened mm -hmm. in their beliefs at, because it's being reinforced yeah. by the current administration yeah and they're just and fox news is feeling that fear but it's nice to see a bunch of people of all like colors and coming from all over like there were cars honking oh. as they passed by it was just and it was super crowded sometimes overwhelmingly crowded for you know someone like me who yeah. tends to want to avoid crowds but I knew I had to be there yeah and I was really I, I was moved yeah I it mean was awesome showing solidarity showing up and showing solidarity is is huge and we need to be doing that right now and if you aren't somebody who who likes crowds or can handle crowds like that's okay that's valid that's not the only way to do it call you your know? senators call your representatives email your senators email your representatives mm -hmm. like if you don't do well on the phone you can you there's can an, do those things there's an app that i use hold on let me look i think it's called stance where you can pre-record a message and tell them which representative or senator to call and they will call and Ooh. play the pre-recorded message after hours as a voicemail Oh, that's cool. Let's um, let's put that in our show Stance. notes. Yeah, it's called Stance. We'll put that in our I'm show sure notes. I'm sure there are other ones too, but you can also donate. I mean, even if you don't, because I didn't make no money. You know, it's but it, there are there are organizations like Races R A I C E S, mm -hmm. and they're providing legal um aid to a lot of the people who are in detention centers, especially the children who are now unaccompanied minors. Because they've been ripped from their families. themselves in, in court because it's not a criminal court, so they don't have the right to an attorney. Yep. Because they aren't criminals. Yeah, they're three-year-old children and... Some of them don't even know what country they're from because that's how young they are. It's really upsetting. And so where are you going to send them if they're deported? They don't know where they're from. Where are you going to send them? That's right. heartbreaking. Right. So races helps um, helps 
provide legal representation to those children who are wandering around in the detention centers without supervision. So, um, yeah, so that stuff like that is really helpful. So anyway, um, that was uh, we just wanted to talk about doing that because like decompress a little bit. Yeah, we were just sun zonked yesterday. Oh my God, when we finished. Yeah, it was real dehydrated. It was, but I didn't get a sunburn or anything. My ginger ass is uh, protected by sunscreen. Woohoo! I got a little. You got a little bit of a tan. Yeah, my, you soak up sun real well. Yeah, though. my red turned right into brown because <laughs> I'm somewhat Greek. You're so. pretty Greek. I'm pretty Greek, so there's a little bit of that, you know. I'm just super Scandinavian and British. <laughs> my main which DNA. is why half of my dna comes it's from those two countries yeah it's why the well, heat Scandinavia like is not a country but you get me i get you it's all good so um s- s- kind of related to everything that's been going on in june and this past week we decided although to, it's july now although it's july now but july ha july has no specific heritage month of attachment so we decided to gear some of the people that we choose to talk about this week towards um, resistance. And uh, so... Although that, I think that's a pretty strong theme throughout the majority of the women we've covered. It, 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 no, yes, it absolutely is. I think but we... But keeping with that theme. But keeping with that theme. Um, we're going to... We're Hannah's going to have two in a row. We're swapping it up. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I did the last because, one. Because hers is apparently more on the nose for our current time. Yes, well, you so already... So who are you um, going to tell me about today? You already mentioned her. Is it Maxine Waters? No. <laughs> it's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Cortez. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I chose her because she is somebody who nobody knew about before... She was um, a bartender a year ago. She was a bartender a year ago. So she really kind of came out of nowhere, and I want to talk about her and kind of why she came out of nowhere, and just the the fact that people like her, I think, are going to be um, the meat of the change that we see happening. Yeah, it's the future of politics for liberals. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be young people. It's going to be our generation. She's younger than both of us. Yeah, she's 28 years old. Which is fucking cool. So she um, she just won the the primary in New York 14, which is for the Bronx and Queens. Um, and she just she beat out a Democrat long term incumbent. incumbent. He was like the fourth um, like fourth in, in the party line. Like mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. it was talked about him being a replacement for Nancy Pelosi. But, right. He's out now. Yeah. So that's why she is important. That's why she's in the news right now. Um, so, yeah. So with that, I'm just going to launch Dive in. right in. I can't wait. I don't really yeah. know much about her. I didn't either. Except she, for she's from the Bronx. She's amazing. And she, the, honestly, the resistance theme is pertinent for her because she has done a lot of activism. So I took some stuff from Wikipedia, from her own Facebook page, um, from New York Times. Uh, da, da, da. Let me see. I think that might be it. Um, So I'll start there. So um, Ocasio-Cortez was born in the Bronx in New York in, oh God, this makes me feel, feel so unaccomplished. October 13th, 1989 um, to um, Blanca Ocasio-Cortez and Sergio Ocasio, and I apologize for butchering those names, but that's that. Her father was also a native of the Bronx and her mother is from Puerto Rico. Sweet. Um, yeah. So until age five, she lived with her family in an apartment in the planned community of Parkchester, which is like um, up at the top of the Bronx, basically. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so from 2003 to 2007, she attended Yorktown High School, where she won second prize in the Intel International Science and Engineering Fair. Sweet. Yeah. It's, there's some cool stuff from her childhood, which I was surprised to find, but um, with a research project on microbiology. As a result, the Lincoln Laboratory at MIT named a small asteroid after her. Two, While three, she was in high school? Yeah, 23238 Ocasio-Cortez. So she has an asteroid named after her. Wow. Isn't that crazy? She got started real early being impressive. She, uh, <laughs> she really did. Um, while a student at Boston University, she was an intern in the, Im- uh, in the immigration office of Senator Ted Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Ah, she graduated from Boston University in 2011 with a bachelor's degree in economics and international relations. So she's, yeah, she has the background. Like, she went to school for this shit. Um, She relates some of her political positions to past experiences. Uh, When her father died in 2008 without leaving a will, Ocasio-Cortez became involved in a long probate battle to settle his estate. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Looking back on that experience, she has said uh, that she learned firsthand how attorney- attorneys appointed by the court to administer an estate can enrich themselves at the expense of the family struggling to make sense of the bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. She credits seeing the treatment of her cousin by law enforcement, as well as her Catholic faith, for her desire to see an overhaul of mass incarceration uh, in the criminal justice system. So she's had some experiences like growing up that made her really heavily involved in this stuff. I think a lot of our politicians just grow up either in political families or they grow up rich. And so they like the majority of them are lawyers. Oh, yeah, they're lawyers. And she has personal experiences that she relates a lot of this stuff to. Mm. Um, So from her Facebook page, I took um, this section that she herself wrote or someone wrote for her in her words. So I'm going to switch to first person for a second. But sweet. I liked it. Um, My father passed away from cancer in the middle of the 08 financial crisis, and my family was buckling under the financial strain of losing him and our life savings while trying to put two children through college. Our home was on the brink of foreclosure, so I did what any committed daughter would do. I started waitressing on the side to help keep our family above water. Serving, bartending, and helping manage a local business has ranked among the best educational experiences of my life. The fact is, much public policy is all talk until you've worked 18-hour days to make ends meet. Right. Mm -hmm. Doing that and having the experience of a working person, we begin to truly understand the real-life impact of healthcare policy, labor laws, living wage, and so on. This is how I realized how far D.C. has strayed from the everyday American. Absolutely. Because these people vote all the time to keep their health care, to raise their wages, right. to make sure that they're taken care of and their family's taken care of for life, that they don't work too many hours, that they don't, mm-hmm. and yet they think that... that At the same they, time, they, they vote to nix our health care. Right. Yeah, no, it's really fucked. It's absurd. So she is not wrong. <laughs> She's no. experienced it firsthand, unlike a lot of people. Um, so she, this I took from the New York Times, Um, She established or she dabbled in establishment politics during college, working for Senator Edward M. Kennedy, Democrat of Massachusetts, on immigration issues, but soon turned her attention to the grassroots work that would uh, come to define her candidacy. With Bernie? Uh, And uh, and some other things, too. Returning to the Bronx after graduation, she began advocating for improved childhood education and literacy, even starting a children's book publishing company. Which, what? yeah, I don't, okay, oh I don't think it got, <laughs> oh God, I know. I don't think it got off the ground, but she, she, the, the intent was there and it was, she, she did it to, um, she sought to portray her home borough in a positive light. So she was looking right. to take on picture books about the Bronx and to do, and to, you know, have stories that portrayed it positively. Right. Um, so after finding out that she was purged from the voter rolls in New York, and could not vote in the 2016 primary. Yeah, that was what I know, that face you're making right now. I was like, holy shit, that's so fucked. Um, so after the that- Voter purging is absurd. Uh, Horrifying. Yeah, God, I mean, don't even get me Also, started. yeah, in 2016, she had only been able to vote for like nine years in the first place. So like, why would you- what the fuck? I know. It's so fucked. Okay, so after finding out she was purged from the voter rolls in New York and could not vote in the 2016 primary, she went to work as an organizer for Bernie Sanders' 2016 presidential campaign. Um, after the general election in uh, November 2016, Ocasio-Cortez traveled across America in a car with some friends visiting places like Flint, Michigan and Standing Rock, speaking to people affected by the human rights violations related to the Flint water crisis and the Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, Only a couple of weeks ago, right before the most recent election, she was protesting the separation of families at the Mexican border. So she was there protesting. Protesting. What is she? I mean, I guess she was she had a campaign going on at that point. So there there was that. But I was like, how was she able to travel across the country? With like, what was she doing for a living? (laughs) Yeah, at that point, 
I don't I'm know. not sure. I mean, um, I guess because it said a year ago she was bartending, so she must have just been bartending, traveling, bartending, traveling. Yeah, I think she was just working a lot on and off. Um, so she credited her decision to seek office with her experience protesting at the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation in mm. 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocasio-Cortez was the first person to challenge Democratic caucus chair Joseph Crowley in the Democratic primary since 2004. So he's been running unopposed, unopposed. for that long. Yeah, unopposed. Wow. She faced a financial, uh, significant financial disadvantage, but said, you can't really beat big money with more money. You have to beat them with a totally different game. Yeah. Which is why she joined Bernie Sanders' campaign, because he was at least, he was somebody who was not running on corporate donations. Yeah. And I think that was appealing to her, just as it was appealing to a lot of a lot of people who then ended up voting for Trump instead of Hillary because they were Not all of them. I didn't say all of them. I just mean a lot of people ended up doing that because they because they dudes. were confused and they they saw Trump running without quote corporate donations and thought he was doing the same thing as Bernie. I mean the main thing that people were looking for at that time was somebody who wasn't being controlled by corporations and they didn't know that, you know, Trump was going to end up being the same way. Um, but so that was that was a big part of Bernie for her. Um, so she, uh, la, 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 nearly 75% of her donations were small individual contributions, while less than 1% of Crowley's contributions were. The Ocasio- That's the difference between Bernie and Trump, is that the donations were small because people believed it, where it's, it was yeah. like Trump got a lot of money from like rich well, and himself. And himself. Well, he's not that rich. He was stealing from his his foundations yeah. and shit, which he is was illegal. Stealing as well. from his own fucking charities. Charities. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's ugh, he's the ugh. worst. Um. So the Ocasio Cortez campaign spent one hundred ninety four thousand dollars, compared to the Crowley campaign's three point four million dollars. That's amazing. Yeah. That is a fraction, except for they were on the ground. Yeah. She was pounding the pavement, knocking on doors. I, I heard yeah. this, this what she, she wasn't out to try and change people's minds. She wanted to get people who had never voted before to vote. Yep. Which is so important. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that her winning is a nice bolster to those people that she convinced to vote to make them see that their votes make a difference. Yep. Yep. So... Um, I do think this number is not right, the 194,000 anymore, I think. So I saw, I watched a video, with uh, an interview with her last night, and it's, she said it was up to 300,000 contributions. But I mean, that's still. But I mean, it's got to still keep growing because it, just because she won the primary, now the real fight is on. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second, because kind of. Um, uh, oh, okay. Governor Cuomo endorsed Crowley as did both of New York's U.S. Senators, Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand, as well as 11 U.S. representatives, 32 local officials, 27 trade unions, and progressive groups. Which makes sense because yeah. he's, I, he, it's no, he wasn't terrible at his job either. It's just that he was old sort of hat. Yeah. And no. people are ready for real change. Well, and the point of that is just to say, is just to show how much she was up against. Right. You know, it's just that she she didn't have we're we get really stuck in our ways. And and especially when it comes to corporations, like a lot of those people are also being backed by big corporations. And so they have to, you know, and she talked about on one of uh, yeah, on one of the interviews I watched with her, she talked about um, meeting with local city officials and having them want to want to support her and want to take pictures with her and say we like what you represent right but we can't take pictures with you because we will lose our jobs if people think we're endorsing you over crowley so it's really kind of it's so it's so fascinating and so entrenched um so in her bid against crowley she was unafraid to foreground race gender age and class um this is so fucked unafraid to what to foreground, so to, to talk about, oh, okay. you know, race, blah, blah, blah. Um, when Mr. Crowley sent a Latina surrogate to debate Ms. Ms. Ocasio-Cortez a few weeks ago, citing scheduling conflicts, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez blasted him on Twitter. She said, in a bizarre twist, Rep. Crowley sent a woman with a slight resemblance to me as his official surrogate to last night's debate. 
Um, Rep. Rep Joe Crowley surrogate said he is in full support of Trump's embassy change in Israel last month where 60 people died. She's obviously against that. And whatever your politics are on that, I think it's really interesting that she like he had this woman come and just kind of say things. Well, he wasn't available, he wasn't quote unquote, available. to go debate. And that was, I think, probably the nail in his coffin. He thought it was so unimportant. And so, and and like, he could just send someone in his place who came from a, you know, similar uh, ethnic background. Yeah, to be like, look, you know, people like Alexandria support me. Yeah. So. I also have uh, binders full of Latina women. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <That's kind> of harsh. <laughs> um so yeah so the community was in shock the because obviously the bronx has a much higher uh latin Next, american yeah. population yeah oh yeah um so she uh attacked mr crowley for taking corporate money for not living in the district and for looking increasingly unlike the constituents of the bronx and queens he was elected to represent um and ultimately as of tuesday this, this last Tuesday, she won the nomination by 15 points. Which is huge. Which is humongous. Yeah. For somebody who was not endorsed by anyone in the Democratic uh, establishment, establishment um, and who had less than half, way less than half the money he had. Oh, yeah, way less than half. It's so, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, so let me see. So... Now, that just means that she won the nomination, right, as the Democratic nominee, and she'll be facing off with the Republican yeah. nominee for Congress in that district in November. <laughs> so um, I, I don't, oh, shoot, I didn't write where I found this. I'll have to put it in the show notes. But um, this was an article about her, uh, this is from an article about her race against the Re Republican nominee. So, Ocasio-Cortez will face Republican nominee Anthony Pappas in the November 6th general election. Um, keep that date in mind. November 6th. November 6th. Um, Pappas lives in Astoria and is an economics professor at St. John's University. And apparently, as of um, this article, which came out a couple uh, weeks ago, he hasn't even filed the paperwork needed to raise campaign funds. His campaign has no website or Facebook page. He has not filed the paperwork uh, with the general, with the Federal Elections Commission needed to take donations. He said, I haven't filed anything because the donations have been zero. I'm starting from the basement. What? <laughs> yeah. And they said, so what's your platform? And he said, I'm running to help everyone. <laughs> but when asked about his top issues, he didn't mention immigration or even President Trump. He spent most of his time talking about putting restraints on state judges in divorce cases, which Wait. are not federal matters. <laughs> He's going through a divorce. And so that's like his main talking point. <laughs> um, oh, man. How old is he? He is, I believe, I didn't put it in here, but I believe he's 72. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is like polar opposite sort of like... So I mean, like she doesn't have the nom she doesn't have the seat yet. However, knock on wood, knock, knock on, on wood. wood. But I mean, if you can keep that in mind and continue to support her and forget this guy <laughs> and just never give him a donation, so he remains at zero. I mean, he's got other priorities. Clearly, he needs to get through his divorce. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm just going to end this on what some of her issues are what she actually is because she calls herself a democratic socialist. She does. Um, she supports Medicare for all, a jobs guarantee, tuition-free public college, ending the privatization of prisons and enacting gun control policies. She supports abolishing ICE, calling it a product of the Bush-era Patriot Act suite of legislation and an enforcement agency that takes on more of a paramilitary tone every single day. She has called immigration detention centers operated by the Department of Homeland Security black sites, citing limited public access to those locations. And she was protesting at one of those detention centers just a couple weeks ago. So, right. like, she kind of, I think, has a better sense of that than I do. Um, and she would also support impeaching Trump. So uh, I'm just, I like this, <laughs> I like this little thing from the New York Times. They said... Um, they called her a 28-year-old giant slayer. And 
I liked that because regardless of your politics. Wait, um, like she is a giant slayer or she slays giants? Well, they call her a giant slayer. So, so I, assume, I guess it's kind of both. I think it's like a David and Goliath kind of thing right. that they're that they're calling calling it. So she's a slayer of giants. A slayer of giants. Um, Hell yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Regardless of what you think or what you believe, I think what's really important and fascinating about her is that she is taking an approach that, as we saw in the 2016 election, people find very important. You know, wow. they don't want corporations determining if they get health care anymore. They don't want big corporations determining their policies and the policies of the people who are supposed to represent them. And so people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are taking advantage of that. You know, they're they're on the ground and they're getting people involved and they're, you know, getting local and small contributions to run their campaigns so that they aren't influenced and they won't be influenced by corporations. And I guarantee you there are Republicans who are going to do that, too, and there are independents who are going to do that, too. In fact, there's an independent. I would hope so. Yeah. There's an independent um, in Maine, a woman in Maine whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head. I'll have to find her and link to her. But she is running solely on independent contributions, and she is great. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, people all over the place doing that. And I think that Alexandria is a good example of the fact that, that can, that's going to change things. And hopefully be the future. And hopefully be the future. So that is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. And we'll see more from her in November, I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, and ramping up to November. Mm-hmm. Which... Fuck yeah. Let's never do that again. Fair. Fair. <laughs> So because we switched episodes, um, you are you actually researched some on this day. I did. In histories. Because I thought it was going to be mine. Yeah. So I'm going to do on this day in history, boom, 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 Mm-mm-mm. and get ready because we're dropping this episode on July 4th. Da, 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 da. That's really too close to what we said we should never do. Oh, shit. Um, July 4th <laughs> is obviously a big day in U.S. history, but there was so much shit that went down. I know that cat is being Oh, my God. It's so hot. While you're telling me these, I'm going to take a picture of it. Great. It's, you know how we said a lot of shit happens in June? Mm-hmm. A lot of shit happens in July as well. I had to edit down the number of things to talk about because there was so much shit that happened on July 4th throughout history. That I don't even have any births or like birthdays or death days because there's just too much to talk about. Yeah. So and most of it relating to men, unfortunately, but still some really cool shit. Lay it on me. My first one, however, is very appropriate for this podcast. So July 4th, 414. Long ass time ago. Whoa. 414 BC. Okay. Nope, not BC. AD. AD. Holy shit. Rewind. 414. Emperor Theodosius II, age 13, yields power to his older sister, Aelia Pulcheria, who reigned as regent and proclaimed herself Empress Augusta of the Eastern Roman Empire. Whoa. Right? Uh. So he was like, this is hard. I'm going to give it to my sister. Oh, my God. We should do her. Yeah. Like, I bet she did some crazy shit i mean the romans were insane yeah yeah oh my god that's Mm -hmm. fucking amazing yep yep july 4th 1054 a supernova called sn 1054 is seen by the chinese song dynasty arab and possibly amerindian observers near the star zeta tauri wow that's a lot of words that i did not prepare how to say (laughs) for several months it remains bright enough to be seen during the day its remnants form the Crab Nebula. So this was like before telescopes were a thing, before it's like oh some God. big event in space was big enough to be seen all over the world. Like, That's insane. Like was so significant that we found record of people talking about it in multiple parts of the planet. God, did they months. did they think it was like some kind of miracle or like probably. God? Who knows? You know, I mean, I guess it probably angels. depended on what culture you came from. Yeah, I'm sure wow. it was perceived differently in China and the Arabian Peninsula and in Amerindian 
parts of so I cool. assume that's North America, American Indian, oh. Amerindian. Yeah, I would think. I think so. I don't know. These are things I should have looked up. Whoops. It's okay. Um, we do these as like one-liners. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. July fourth, seventeen seventy-six, American Revolution. The United States Declaration of Independence is adopted by the Second Continental Congress. Uh, uh, uh. Yep. 1802, July 4th, at West Point, New York, the U.S. Military Academy opens. Oh. Have you seen it? No, I have never seen it. it if you get on the Hudson Line uh, on the Metro North uh-huh. and you go up far enough north, yeah, you will see. I, I thought it was just like this giant castle sort of thing. And I was oh. like, what the fuck is this cool ass building on the river? It's West Point. And it's really famous, too. Like oh, West Point yeah. is a big deal. Oh, it's a huge deal. Huge, Which huge, year? huge. Huh? What, 1802. 1802. Wow. So a lot of like U.S. generals and, and military important folk yeah. walked through those doors. Hot damn. Yep. July 4th, 1803, the Louisiana Purchase is announced to the American people. Oh, wow. God. So, I mean, I guess like especially back then, like it was pretty important to announce huge shit on the anniversary of the, you know, signing of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, yep. Yeah. I bet that's right. Um, 1826. This one's kind of crazy. July 4th, 1826. Thomas Jefferson, third president of the United States, dies the same day as John Adams, second president of the United States, on the 50th anniversary of the adoption of the U.S. Declaration of Independence. What? So the second and third presidents Whoa. died on the same day, although Jefferson was significantly younger. Yeah. But they, and it was the 50th anniversary. That's bizarre. It's weird, That's right? so weird. It's like destiny. I don't know. July um, 4th. July 4th, 1826. Uh, July 4th, 1827, slavery is abolished in the state of New York. All right. Way to go, New York. Which, way ahead of the curve on that one. Oh, my God, were they? (laughs) I mean, although it didn't stop people from, No, it did not, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, July 4th, 1845, Henry David Thoreau moves into a small cabin on Walden Pond in Concord, Massachusetts. (laughs) His account of his two years there, Walden, will become a touchstone of the environmental movement. Of course. Yep. Uh, July 4th, 1863, uh, in the U.S. Civil War, the Army of Northern Virginia withdraws from the battlefield after losing the Battle of Gettysburg, signaling an end to the Southern invasion of the North. Ha! Fuck you! Take that! Confederates. Fuck the Confederate flag. Um, blah, 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 blah. July 4th, 1910, African-American boxer Jack Johnson knocks out white boxer Jim Jeffries. Those are two people who exist today with those names. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so true. (laughs) In a heavyweight boxing match, which sparked race riots across the United States. Really? Isn't that crazy? God, it's amazing what could spark a race riot, what still sparks race riots. Yeah, but usually it's like unfair treatment. In this case, I'm sure it was just like, oh no, a black person beat a white person at something sports-like. It's so unfair. He must have cheated. July 4th, 1946. After 381 years of near-continuous colonial rule by various powers, the Philippines attains full independence from the United States. I did not know that we colonized the Philippines for that long, that we had stake in their government. I I did not the know The Philippines. That. The U.S. It was like, you know. I did not know that. Yeah. 1916. I wish you all could f- see my face right now. I know. I feel really stupid. I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, we we had governmental control of the Philippines somehow, and for that long. Somehow, I feel like I knew that, but didn't didn't I don't know. Didn't remember it. Yeah. Wow. Nuts, right? Jesus. Yeah. What year? 1916. Jeez. So that's like World War One shit. Oh my God, I'm you've blown my mind on that one. Hell yeah. Whoa. Weird. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, no. Excuse me. I'm so full of shit. 1946. Not 1916. 1946. What the fuck? What? What is our education? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know. So that's World War II shit. Oh. Era shit. Um, July 4th, 1994. Kigali, the Rwandan capital, is captured by the Rwandan Patriotic Front, which ends the genocide in the city. Oh, my God. What year? 94. Wow. Yeah. The Rwandan genocide is something else that mm. that we never learned about in schools. Oh, no. I took a college class that was like about uh, 
ethics of power and something and oh. learned about it. But I was a fucking freshman in college and never wanted to go to class. And I didn't. But that was a, a subject where I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It was oh. awful. Well, God. I, yeah. I mean, I remember the what was the movie? Hotel Rwanda. Rwanda yeah. Came out and. um and it was like that shit is a true story. Yeah, it was like holy shit, this is a thing that happened that I don't, I don't know, we never talked about. Mm-hmm. All right. Fuck. And the same shit happened in Sri Lanka in the re- recent history, like just it's and it's all a product of um colonialism. Oh yeah. Because it would be like a European power had control of a country, gave favor to one some somehow some sort of group mm-hmm. and for you know obviously all the breakdown of it was arbitrary usually it's the people who were perceived as being more caucasian yeah um or you know anglo mm-hmm. in some way yeah they were given favor they usually tended to be the in the minority as far as numbers and then as soon as the the colonial power goes okay you're on your own yeah goodbye the majority of people who have all this built up res- resentment decide Oh, we have power now. We're gonna fucking slaughter all of you. It's it's terrible, and it happened so many times in on this planet in recent history. Oh yeah, I mean it's still it's still. Happening. I mean obviously, it's still happening. yeah. But like, right. it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, those that's just a small sampling of the number of things that have happened on July Fourth. Man, God, that's crazy. Thanks for looking those up. You're for welcome. me. You're welcome. <laughs> Sparing me the trouble. Yeah, well, you're going to give me some for next week, so. Yeah. 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 Uh, what are you excited about this week? All right. To round out this episode, I'm going, I have like a number of things that I'm excited about. Um, I finally got fucking caught up on all the movies that I have wanted to see. Well, not all of them, maybe, but a lot of them, because I saw Deadpool, I saw Solo, I saw Incredibles 2, and I saw Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. And I just felt so happy to see all of them. Um, Jurassic World was fucking fun as hell. I have so many emotionally, like, sentimental feelings <laughs> about that franchise in general. I think, so I haven't seen Jurassic World, and so obviously I have The first seen one? The first one, so I haven't seen this, this new one either. And I think part of it is because the first ones are such a, like, part of my childhood. And I kind of, I didn't love the trailer of the first one. And so I was kind of like, I don't want to ruin it for myself. I just don't want to do that. But I'm judgy. But it won't. I mean, maybe it will. But what (laughs) I like is that, so Chris Pratt's character in the first Jurassic World, so this is a minor spoiler for the first Jurassic World. Minor, but it shows it in the trailers. So if you are pissed at this, then fuck you because you're way behind. <laughs> um, but he's like a raptor trainer. So they've like he's managed to get it so that because raptors were incredibly smart. And oh, yeah, this was now he has ones that, you know, trust him. And then, you know, so mm-hmm. the the one that he has the strongest bond, you know, has yeah. a, a big role in this one, too. And oh she's God. great. Yay! And um, and oh yeah, one more thing. There's there's a um a new Netflix show that I've been watching that is really great, just cute, fun self care, and it's called Cooking on High. <laughs> and it is every episode is like 15 minutes long, so it's just really easy to kind of just turn on. It is a cooking competition show about uh weed recipes. Dishes, yeah. <laughs> And so the judges come in. They're usually high when they start, which is hysterical. I'm like, how can you tell, like, like what the yeah. effects of the food? Whatever. What are you doing? But they make these really cute meals. Like, the banter is great. They just specifically discuss the, like, strain of marijuana that is being used in the food and what it's good for. They had one episode that was about making vegetarian food, which I thought was super cool. And, um, yeah, it's just cute and easy to get through and... I will take anything oh my God. these days that just makes me feel okay about the the world, even though that's just a stupid example. But it's fun. It's not. It's cute. Yeah. So watch it if you are not horribly offended by marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Official endorsement. Well, I think that. That about wraps it up. That about wraps it up. Hey, if you guys are listening 
consistently and you want to tell us about how much you like us, you should um, consider leaving us a review. We've got some really cool ones. We have some great ones and we would love and some every more. Time we get them, it makes us feel super happy and like do a little mental tap dance. Yeah. And um, we really appreciate all the support we've gotten so far and yeah. want to keep this ball rolling. Yeah. And word of mouth is really awesome. Word too. of mouth is great. Tell people to listen, please. I mean, I mean, if you feel like they would like it, <laughs> if you like us enough to recommend us, yeah. Or, I mean, just whack we are not safe for work, so you know. No, but we're definitely safe for a commute. Yeah, without children in the car. Oh, I was just thinking of like headphones because <laughs> I'm being very New York centric. You can't wear headphones when you're driving. I'm talking about riding the subway, you dingus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you are a dangerous person. I don't listen to headphones while I drive. I All don't right. drive. Oh, okay. Okay. We're done. PSA. Don't wear your headphones while you drive. The end. I'm so hot. Can we wrap it up? Peace out, witches. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Good Witches, Bad Bitches. Thank you for listening. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, and more. Basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Mm -hmm. If you like our podcast, it would be really helpful if you could please like and subscribe, rate and review, share with your friends on social media, word of mouth, mm -hmm. all of that. It's great. Yes. And you can find us on Twitter at GWBB Podcast. Instagram is the same. And we are on Facebook under Good Witches, Bad Bitches Podcast. And hey, guess what? If you want to hear all of our episodes, they are all up at our website, GWBBpodcast.com. If you have a story about a woman in your life that you want to share with us and that you want us to share on our podcast at some point, you can email us at GWBBpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, guys. You know what? If you like what you hear, maybe please consider a little bit of supporting us financially by visiting our tip jar. Um, the link is in the show notes. Every little bit helps. It just kind of makes it so that we can keep this going so that it has some longevity. So just think about it. See, see how you feel about it. Or you can support this podcast directly by buying us a coffee on our Ko-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so that is ko-fi.com slash GWBB podcast. Um, coffee start at $3 because that's generally the price of a fancy coffee and it just helps us keep the ship going. Good Witches, Bad Bitches is produced by Moon Bounce and powered by Pinecast. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening.